Let's see. So for the first question, let's see. How do you feel you fit in and belong? Like, how are you involved? What classes are you taking? Do you remember what you said for that? Yes. So basically, GW is like a very politics-heavy school, especially since it's in D.C. And I am not interested in politics like that at all. So I am not attached to any of like that culture of GW. Um, and I feel like a lot of, like, the classes and everything are kind of tailored towards those majors, um, like international relations and poli-sci and such. Um, but, like, I'm doing um, psychology, criminal justice, and organizational sciences. Mm-hmm. And, like, more social science, I guess. I don't know. It's, I don't know if politics is a social science or might be. Um, but... So I feel like I, I found my place and like, I don't really like, like the, it's big enough for like, I found my place and it's fine, but I don't love like the majority of the school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not very involved in extracurriculars. I just as a person don't tend to do those kinds of things. Like in high school, I didn't really either. Um, yeah. Cool. And then do you feel as though you have the power to express your thoughts and your feelings like in and outside of the classroom? Like you feel like you have your own powerful presence? I feel like I definitely can. Yeah. Like if I were to not, or if I were to feel like I can't, then I feel like it would be more of like a me kind of a thing, just like juggle anxiety and like not wanting to speak. Um, versus like it being a cause of my environment. But there have also, I've also been like in a lot of classes where like I do feel empowered and like they're very like supportive and like encouraging. And so even me like having that kind of anxiety, like I will still speak and like I'll feel comfortable in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think the difference is between the classes where you feel empowered to speak versus where you're just scared to? Actually, this is definitely just a me thing, but it all depends on the first week of classes for me. And I've realized that if I don't talk in the first week of class, I will not talk to the rest of the semester. Versus if I like raise my hand or whatever, like in one of the first classes, then I feel comfortable after that. So it's just, like I have to break the ice for myself in the beginning, otherwise I'm not comfortable. And it's definitely a me thing. Like I don't think it's anything about the classes. Or the people around you? Um, maybe a little bit, probably like just a general vibe kind of thing, but also I feel like not so much in college. Like I could see that in high school with like cliques and all that, but like I feel like in college, like first, like you don't know anybody. So Mm -hmm. like a lot of my classes, like I walk in and I don't know anybody, um, in like the first class of the semester. Um, so not really, not really in college. Yeah. How big are your classes, or like the campus as a whole? Like, what's the student faculty ratio at GW? Oh, just... I don't know student faculty, but undergrad there are I think twelve thousand students. Got it. Yeah, in my classes, um, I have like smaller specialized classes that are like me and like ten to twenty other people, and then there are larger lectures that are like one to two hundred. Wow, that's pretty yeah. big. Yeah, so like those general courses, like intro to psych has like a few hundred, or like one or two hundred, and then like 
higher level classes, especially for me since this is a smaller major. It'll be a lot less kids. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at my school, you would never see a stadium of 100 kids. That's just... Wow. <laughs> that would just, that's just non-existent at my school, because my school is very small. Mine's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, three, two, three, four thousand total? I don't know. It's a small campus. But, okay. So you know, you know a lot of people that I guess. Yeah. Like, my campus is more of a tight-knit community. Yours seems to be, like, much bigger, obviously, because yeah. it's but a I university. Like I like that about it. We're like, like, maybe one day, like, I can go outside and study, and I will see not a single person I know. And I think that's kind of fun. Like, it feels like I'm still in the city, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then other days, like, I'll be outside, and, like, I'll see, like, five different people I know. It's like, wow. What a social day. Yeah. And I believe in the earlier conversation, you mentioned that GWU is definitely a PWI, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we do have, I would say, it's not, like, as white as a lot of schools are. And I would probably say that's a lot because it's in a city. Um, but for sure, like, yes, like, majority white. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Um, has there been, like, social drugs? excuse me, social justice activism occurring, like, for Black Lives Matter and all that, like, whether it be digital activism or protests outside? Right, so, um, we've been online, or, like, on, in, off campus, (laughs) since last March, um, or this March, post March, Mm -hmm. um, and so that's when, like, a lot of, like, the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter marches and everything happened. So, like, there haven't been, there haven't been, like, school ones. And also since we're in D.C., like, basically anyone who's on campus will go march in D.C. So, like, D.C.-related events. Because mm-hmm. that's where we are, and, like, we feel like we can make a bigger impact there. Um, yeah, but since, like, being online, like, there is a lot of online activism, um, a lot of it is, like, about sustainability. My school is very big on that. At least the people, I guess, I've surrounded myself with are very big on that. I don't know if it's a big my school thing or if I just am aware of it because I look out for it. Um, mm-hmm. And we've had, like, some schools, um, like, racial clubs also, um, like, have, like, the Instagram accounts and, like, try to hold people accountable. And, Yeah. Yeah, in what ways do they try to hold people accountable, and who? Um, well, <laughs> if you know, last spring, my the president of my school was okay. So basically, my university um, puts a lot of money into fossil fuels. It like receives money from fossil fuels. I I don't fully know, um, but there was this one club that was trying to get GW to like stop like working with those people. So like it was called like divest divest GW, and they wanted us to divest from fossil fuels. And so at one point, a student was, like, secretly recording a conversation, like, on the street with the president of my school, and and the student was like, like, all these students, like, have support for this, like, like we all want you to divest um, from fossil fuels, and then my president was like, well, if a whole bunch of students told me to kill all of the black students on campus, like, I wouldn't do it. 
And, like, obviously, like, a statement like that is not okay. And I don't know why he thought it was or, like, why he chose that as an example. And there was a lot of backlash for that. And um, the Black Student Union, um, like, wrote him a letter and, like, Mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff trying to like get him to apologize and like just acknowledge that it was not correct and he did like he did end up sending out an email it wasn't great but you know apologies aren't always very great yeah um yeah a very similar thing happened with um my school's president where um she was on a zoom webinar talking about the fall 2020 opening and she happened to mention that there is no issues at all with racism on campus, which is obviously incorrect. That, that also in America. <laughs> that also received a ton of backlash, and there were letters back and forth between student organizers and the president herself, and she um, ended up apologizing both in a letter... Um, and also on a podcast show, I don't remember which one, but oh. yeah, so interesting trend there, right? <laughs> Where the higher ups <laughs> say they say one thing, but they probably mean another, but they don't. It's hard to explain, but yeah, they still say it, and like they're in a position of power, and they should know better. They didn't check themselves, yeah. And I wonder if that is a recurring trend at other schools as well. Maybe not the president, but someone still higher up. Maybe not even at a college or university, but yeah. (laughs) Anywhere. (laughs) Exactly. Anywhere where there's like a chain of command, yeah. Exactly. Um, And to switch gears a bit, let's see. Um... Has GWU been known to have instances of sexual assault, and is there a Title IX office that um, people are comfortable going to? Um, yes, of course, there is sexual assault in, mm. in college, unfortunately, but um, most of my experiences and what I've heard about Title IX is it's not at least at GW, is it's not great. Sorry, yes, there is a Title IX office at GW. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there's a whole building for it and everything. Um, like, there are websites. Like, it's very, it's, to be positive, it is accessible and it's there. Um, and, like, it's encouraged. But when you actually get into the system, I've, experiences have not been great. Where when a girl, um, falsely accused the guy and like there was there's was pure evidence that it was a false and that like she had it was premeditated where she was like I'm going to like report him and like get him in trouble because she didn't like him and it was not rape at all um but she got in no trouble whatsoever like they had a whole case about it and there were no consequences for her which I feel like is ridiculous because it's girls like her that make people not believe girls in general which shouldn't exist <laughs> um mm-hmm. and and then people on the other side where they really have gone through something and the title and office just doesn't take them super seriously or like the case doesn't go well or they don't put enough effort into it mm-hmm. um yeah yes that is very twisted um 
probably needs to be some, uh, I don't know, I guess some Title IX offices need to be rework re reworked in how they assess cases and, um, uh, what was I going to say? Ugh, it just left my brain. Because um, <laughs> my friend who I interviewed not too long ago, we were talking about Title IX, um... Hmm. Let's see. If there were no, <laughs> if there were no men on your campus for a day, <laughs> like how would you feel about that? Would you have more freedom to say things or accomplish things? Would you be less self-conscious? <laughs> oh, self-conscious. Yes, I would be less self-conscious. <laughs> um, I think. Okay, I guess generally, like, for me, when I'm on campus, I don't feel uncomfortable or, like, dispowered. I don't know the opposite of empowered. Um, because of men, like, generally, I don't feel very uncomfortable. But I also am not friends with many straight men at school. So, um, I don't know if that, I don't know, yeah. Um... And I feel like on my campus, I don't know how differently maybe I would act, but like just in general, if there were no men ever, I would go outside at night. I would take walks at night and mm -hmm. I would, I would dress. Okay. You know, have you ever like gone out, like gone to a club, like at school? Actually, I don't know how your school works, but <laughs> in this city, I guess, like we'll go out um, or even like walk into another girl's dorm or person's dorm for a party. And, like, you're wearing, like, your, your cute outfit and everything, mm -hmm. but you wear a big hoodie and sweatpants on, on the walkover because you're, like, I can't be outside, like, by myself, like, wearing this. Like, I can't. Um, so that's what I would do. I would not wear a hoodie and sweatpants on my way to the house. Wait, so some girls actually do that? They wear their, you know, their cute outfit, you know, and then they have sweatpants and a sweatshirt over it? Yep. Yeah, for the walk. Oh my gosh, I just learned something yeah. new. Because personally, I don't know if a lot of it is because we're in the city. Because like GW, like the campus is literally like inside of DC, <laughs> like it's a part of the city. Um, so I don't know if it would be if I would feel different if I was on more of like a like a campus campus. Hmm. Um. But yeah. Did not know that because personally, I've never really participated in the party scene, so. I don't know a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, does your school do stuff to try to promote diversity and inclusion or try to show themselves as that, even though it's still a PWI? Um, like, GW, like, as a, like, a, in administration? Yes. Well. Yeah, for sure. They will always, like, they'll put, like, their statements out that are, like, we love diversity, we love, we love minorities, <laughs> like, we're accepting of everyone, um, just as, like, any organization would, but, like, those are just words, like, and then my president goes out and says, 
and says what he said. So, hmm. you know, can't always be trusted. But yes, they say things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you, do you think that there are like power structures in the administration that work in sort of exclusionary ways at the same time? Absolutely. Um, I am learning more and more that my school is a business and that they actually really don't care about the students, which is so incredibly sad. Um, and um, I'm thinking about wealth more so right now also, but um, like they just char- I I withdrew from a class last week and they charged me thirty five dollars. Like they billed me thirty five dollars for dropping a class. It's making no sense. Um, for dropping it. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make sense. Um, but a lot of like professors. I have very very many white male professors, and especially being in a lot of social sciences where I am learning about a lot of minorities and society in general, where there is just discrimination everywhere. It feels very strange to continuously learn about it from a white man. Hmm. Um, yeah. Let's... I have had hmm. one black professor so far, and I am a first semester junior. So, uh, Let's see. So a white male professor telling the story of people of color, say, and minority groups like I don't know, also women and, like... All of them. (laughs) Like, um, I would say the best best class that I have had at PW so far was a multicultural psychology class, Mm -hmm. and that was taught by a doctoral student, I think. Doctoral student? Um, or maybe a graduate student. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But he was a student, like, he wasn't, like, a whole, he wasn't a professor. Um, but like he had traveled, he was he was not white. He had experienced other cultures. He he was fabulous. <laughs> that was one of the best classes that I have taken at DW because he had these perspectives and he was very like well spoken about it all and like he knew like boundaries and stuff rather than when I feel like people with more people, like, don't realize that they're saying really offensive things, and, like, they'll just say them. Whereas he was, like, very conscious of all the words he was saying and, like, how they may impact, like, a lot of the students in the classes mm-hmm. or in the class. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it can be very toxic when um, you're telling the story for someone else. When really yeah, they... like, that can't happen. Like, I'm paying for... I guess my parents are paying way too much money for me to hear a game of telephone. <laughs> exactly. That's like, what is it called? The danger of a single story or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Um, and I definitely agree that college is definitely a business that has also been like a theme at my school as well where we've been investing money in like you know like the little very pretty fancy looking things like trees 
or mm-hmm. wine. Like, we have our own wine because we were located That's near sick. all these. <laughs> I know it sounds really cool, but like, <laughs> it sounds cool, but we're also. Because we're located near all these wine vineyards in yeah. the Finger Lakes region of upstate New York. Um, uh-huh. But really, they should be investing money into more important things. Into the students. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, let's talk Generation Z for a second. So, what right. do you what do you like the most about our generation as a whole? Um, you know. Okay. I don't know. If, I'm sorry if it's too broad, but. No, you're good. To be positive, um, I feel like our generation can be can be not always, um, more accepting. I guess of differences between people. Um, Certainly. Yeah. We've always got those outliers. <laughs> but yes. I feel like in a general sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, accepting of who exactly? Everyone. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like there are more, like, positive conversations between different races, different genders, different sexual orientations. That's not a noun. That's a noun, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Exactly. People exactly. of different sexual orientations. Um, mm-hmm. Even different ages, too. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah, so unlike our parents, we've, you know, been brought up with social media and like iPhones and all this technology and um, online dating as well. So how many of your friendships have been created online? Um, for me, I have not used like the, the recent apps, I guess, in the last few years, like Tinder, Bumble, I don't even know them. Um, but when I was 12, I had a YouTube account with one of my best friends and we that like there was a little like community of like youtubers on on youtube and mm-hmm. um so we all have our like facebook accounts for our youtube accounts and, and so i made some online friendships there but like they're not friendships that i still carry on right now like we follow each other on instagram but like we don't talk um but as for like dating apps and stuff like i haven't or i get like friendship apps i feel like i think they're also friendship apps like, I don't, I don't use them. I haven't before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, like, hmm. yeah, four years ago, somewhere before my sophomore year of high school, I actually bumped into this guy on Snapchat, actually, because he started snapping me. And so it turned out that, you know, as we got to know each other more, he turned out to be from my hometown, Wellesley Mass and like we were complete strangers (laughs) complete strangers same hometown met on this silly app (laughs) (laughs) I mean 
I just find that to be the coolest thing. And yeah, of course, that's, you know, this day and age, the digital age. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, and let's see. This one I haven't asked. Um, do you feel as though the men on your campus get praised for, I quote, being gentlemen just by like opening the door for you or letting you go ahead or you know going by ladies first like because that is the bare minimum right <laughs> and do you find that they're that just I mean sometimes I fall um, into that trap but on my campus I don't know I'm not very observant of that because again like I don't tend to associate with straight men <laughs> Oh, and I feel like that's, like, a sub, like, I'm, I'm just feeling like you're talking about, like, straight men, because I feel like, like, gay guys are a subset of men, they're, like, the same, two of the like, because gay guys are not going to make you feel uncomfortable, you know, like, mm-hmm. It's fun, like you know, like on TikTok when when they're all like the girls and the gays say everyone else leaves, <laughs> like uh, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone else <laughs> scroll, scroll, keep scrolling. Um, so, but I guess that kind of reminds me of like, and again, like not really my campus, but just in general with society and like our age group. It's just the word simp and how. Being a simp has like is like frowned upon and like blah blah blah. But then like people will will call you a simp for being nice, like for literally doing like the bare minimum. Where it, it, it's crazy. <laughs> like, how mm-hmm. dare a guy be nice to a woman? Like yes, um, definitely seen on TikTok like how girls are attracted to the bad guys that treat them like shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have had my fair share of those relationships. Yeah. It's not worth it. But I learned a lot about myself in them as well, so. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the word simp. um, I also learned that one on TikTok. um, And I'm a little fuzzy on the definition. (laughs) Oh, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not the one to go to for actual definition. I mean, I could Yeah, I can... I can Google it. Oh, Urban Dictionary for you. Yeah. I thought I found a thread, like, on Instagram, because there are tons of, like, helpful threads that, like, explain a lot of things on the more progressive pages, and there must have been a thread on that, but maybe I didn't read the fine text. (laughs) Okay, so basically, they call it, um... Someone who does way too much for a person they like. Um, it, it means a guy that is overly desperate for women, especially. Oh. Um, yeah. Hmm. Let's see. So... But also, the Urban Dictionary definition says that it's way overused without the correct definition. Because people have started using it as, like, just, like, any guy, like, being nice or, like, paying attention to the girl. Like, I'm an absent. 
Like, any dice, anytime, like, a guy's nice or a girl, oh, he's a simp, and it belittles the guy. Because we don't respect him anymore. <laughs> because he's, he's kind. Bro. Yeah. And do you think that's, like, a term for our generation? Specifically, like... Okay, so, or it's one of those where, like, we, we take it, you know, and, like, kind of redefine it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, maybe there is something similar in an earlier generation and they just got evolved. I don't know. Like, who makes exactly. this stuff up? Or comes up with these right? words? Like, Honestly, terminology, I feel like slang. black people and then and the white people come and steal it. And then we ruin it. <laughs> to be truthful with you. I think you are very correct on that. Yep. Um, I feel like it's also like a form of well, maybe colonization of... That's the exact phrase I was thinking. <laughs> yes. Colonization yeah. of words, phrases, and slang. Colonization can take many forms. Not just yeah. stealing land and subjecting people to the to a different culture. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.